Greetings, my fellow freedom lovers and sovereign thinkers. Thank you for tuning to LL3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful realms of planet Earth. Today's date is Saturday, July 2nd, 2023. This is episode 1665. Lee Resolution 1776. Website designer wins 1A case. And mind-controlled science. Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman numeral three with the three eyes, or the Loki Luck Roman numeral three podcast. In addition, if you have any questions, comments, all that good stuff, etc., whatever you do, please use the quorum. Contact me at Loki Luck numbers zero three at protemail.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or catch that at forward slash Loki Luck number three. Well, well, well. What else is new out there, right? Chaos as usual. The war in Ukraine continues. And the rise is happening in France over a Algerian, French Algerian individual who was an habitual criminal been killed so they start to beat up on people innocent folks burning down buildings around France all that good stuff and Macron still bends over for the Rothschilds <laughs> that's what happens we have a one world order hack that will lay down for the club of Rome Never was fond of this man. Even when he had the audacity to speak at the U.S. House of Representative Chambers. And some folks, oh, he sounds better than Donald Trump. Please, spare me the moment. Baseless geniuses out there. I'm not gonna, I'm not here, I'm not a fawner of Trump either. But I always see things. You know, when it comes to witch hunting and all that, trying to cover their tracks. I'll be fair about that. And, um, of course, you got these other clowns. They're going to try to tell people how to live in their states like Massachusetts and Missouri. Compromise their right to keep and bear arms. Their natural rights, by the way, which is in their own state constitution. Because they want to enslave you. All this game of divide and conquer. Peasants versus peasants. What can we say about that, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just, you know, just going through some of the stuff here. From Censor.News. And I noticed on Breitbart. Talked about Los Angeles. Looks like more homeless people are has increased, and what's her name? That one, that one lady, that one governor, Katie Hobbs. Yeah, Katie Hobbs did a executive order on um, sex change operations. So. They want you folks, the taxpayers in the, in the Grand Canyon State, to fund these individuals without your consent. Right? Right. 
Yeah, right here. Disaster homelessness skyrockets in Los Angeles over 75,000 on streets in LA County. It's censor.news, right? Party of racism strikes again. Dems tell blacks they cannot succeed in a merit-based system of the Supreme Court rules. Affirmative actions is unconstitutional. <laughs> Can be respect. You know what? You would agree with that. Alan Keyes and the late great Dr. Walter Williams and Thomas Sowell, by the way. Oh, but there, that's offensive. I'm not going to read their material. Yeah, you should. Listen to him now and then. I boldly admit I was never, uh, you know, Alan Key's lover when he was running for, when he, as a presidential candidate, he pounces around like he's some preacher. However, the man is a really uh, highly articulate person. Uh, here is um, interviews, listen to his interviews and read his columns. And I, I appreciate, I, I admire his work. So I'll, I'll be very, I'll be fair on that too. So um, always like I say, look at the pros and cons of everything, right? Zelensky says no elections in Ukraine until war is over. He is being told by the West and the establishment what to do and how to wipe their butts. And he wanted peace anyway, trying to do a peace plan. And there's people like Boris Johnson telling him not to do that. Yeah, trying to fulfill the, what was that whole thing? The Club of Rome, Ukraine, and, and, um, achieving the legacy of Zbigniew Brzezinski. Sorry about that. Book the Grand Chessboard. You folks need to start reading that if you haven't. Really good stuff. Yeah, and this is past week. I was listening to an audio version of um, War is a Racket. It was nicely done. Library, I think it's Library Vox, I think it's called. Yeah, just look up the, just type in, you know, the War, War is a Racket. Audiobook, you'll find them in multiple sites, but um, that was it was it was short but on point. It's relevant today, written like written by almost 100 years ago, is relevant today. So, you should always check that out. Check his book out, by the way, by the late great um, Sergeant Smedley Butler, or the Marines of the Marines, and in World War One. Yeah, what's another one right here? Oh, yeah, and a malaria alert issued in Florida. Why infectious mosquitoes have led to statewide concern. There's like low, small cases. Some may say illegal immigrants, possible residential tourists, and the GMO mosquitoes. You got to look at all across the board because I remember that was a big issue years ago. I did a show on that on my speaker page. You might have to look that up on GMO mosquitoes, which the people in... The Florida Keys area, Monroe County was totally against it. So you got to look at all those angles out of, out of fairness. So um, observe responsibly, of course. And even right around here, from Breitbart, ABC's, Krista Forrest, SCOTUS blocking Biden loan transfer is relief for taxpayers who won't be footing the bill, which I agree. Don't entrap yourselves, folks. And uh, I saw this little tangent by this one representative from New York. A psychotic meltdown called Supreme Court Illegitimate White Patriarchy. Yep. He's just one of those guys who wants you to be enslaved and say we're a democracy. And he and he's for gun control, by the way. So, you know, another um, Anthony Johnston elected position. <laughs> Remember, as a man who owned slaves, black and white. <laughs> 
well, we can't say that's racist, right? He owned black slaves. How dare you? You know, that's, they want you to contemplate those folks. It's like, they want to talk about the 1619 Project, but when it comes, if you say 1612, they will have a cow. It's like in California, you got these jerk-offs believe in reparations for the black folks that claim to be slaves. Well, the whole thing's got to go through so many hoops and all that good stuff. And it's funny, how about the Native Americans? What we call some of these reservations in, in New Mexico. Uh, Taj Mahal? Crap. It's very blighted for, indeed. But that's okay. Only one group was got really crapped on, right? One particular group. That's what they want you to assume. Oh, man. What else is new, right? CIA director talks about chemtrails at a council for a relations event. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Um, that was, um, was it Brennan? Was it Brennan, I think it was? He did that? Yeah, John Brennan, many years ago, 2016. Another piece of garbage. And I was even, um, Mayor Eric Adams told one woman, you treat me with respect, I'm the mayor. It was over rent control and so forth. Which is a big sham anyway. You know, like Nassau County was claiming she said Nassau County was um was having um don't have they didn't raise their rents, but New York City did. Hey, New York City is one big tax sex uh, cesspool, New York City. And it's sad because there's some great things about it. Great history, and you have your geniuses in there too, think they're smarter than everybody else. And we all know too Eric Gams is another CCP Uncle Tom. And I say that on an ethical basis, allegedly speaking. Top five Civil War movies. I still have to question, in my opinion, about Lincoln. You know, he was a great centralizer. And uh, LifeSide News did one on RFK Jr. Firms pro-abortion stance touts bodily autonomy at New Hampshire Town Hall. Like you say, he has his pros and cons as well. And by big, big league politics, Brazilian court bans former President Jair... Bolsonaro from running again until 2030. He's a threat. He's a free thinker. And, um, of course, they got the communist butt boy in there. That he don't want to debate with him. Because <laughs> he know he sucks at his job. Hungary demands no more European aid for Ukraine until they explain where the money's going. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I love what what the Hungarian parliament is doing and Viktor Orban. They're just telling the European Union where to go, getting the big middle finger. I think that's great. That's for good for national sovereignty. And right here down in um, Daily Bell, Histronic Human Rights Campaign declares a emergency for transgenders. I see a lot of things in that area. And... Um, from William Free, uh, Washington Free Beacon, the co colorblind constitution prevails. And uh, this one here was a while back. Strange sounds, unless the communist goes for America, are being slowly but surely implemented. Now it's time to fight for your rights, fight back. And it's true, I've read it, and it's nothing new. Mind Control 101, we're going to be talking about that from my sister. And of course, uh, great game India, woke 
Disney loses $900 million in recent box office flops. Well, supply and demand, right? Yeah, so, and, um, Boston University encourages students to take, to seek therapy after Supreme Court rulings. <laughs> after the post-millennial. Okay, you Aurelian snowflakes, get your therapy, you've been traumatized. We gotta, they're stripping away our constitutional rights. Hey, you know what's funny? There's supposed to be some event tomorrow on July 2nd. And, um, I said July 2nd, or I said July, or if I said July 2nd from the beginning, it's actually July 1st, and I apologize for that. And today's Canada's, um, Canada's Day, too. But there's this thing called a We the People uh, rally. It should be We the Factions. And I, I was like watching their video. I think it's on WTP.org. That may be it. Or WeThePeople.org. And it's so funny because, oh, temporary constitutional rights. Like, no, we got natural rights. See, this is, this is a very bad habit. And both sides of the paradigm use that, addresses that consistently. And, and I like to smack the crap out of them in a, in a neighborly, neighborly and brotherly way. So, um, exactly. So I'm just like, you know, just rounds around here. Of course, historic castle on French Alps face controversy fate as government plans to resettle legal migrants there. Like, there's like 250 of them at 350 area. That's from Rare Foundation USA. And from Remix, French riots. Two off-duty police officers beaten like dogs by mob in brutal video, which I haven't seen. It's just very um, disturbing, of course. The one they're riding over. The French Algerian teenager to killed by police with no angel while those who protested protest migrants. Protested migrant. So um many Americans from in, involved. Many Americans think life was better fifty years ago, but they're misguided. And um, all pipeline news here. What is the air we are breathing that has much of America need to stop being haze? Good question. That is a good question on that. Those claims was from um, um, Quebec. But uh, there's some interesting smells on here. Looking over Canada. So I'm going to have to read that another time. Share it with some friends of mine. And of course, climate impacts could lead to more authoritarian governments. as WUWT. And Puppet Master... Masters, Joe Biden, head back to drawing board as citizens respond to Supreme Court ruling. That's from 100% fed up. New Americans soak the rich, or should wealth tax advocates soak their heads? And of course, cesspool of crime. Gavin Newsom finally gets serious about fentanyl in San Francisco. It's from Zero Hedge. Got good stuff there. Let's talk about bring the um, Pergos in. Which there was a double cross on that whole ordeal. He was only he, actually he was um him and Putin are buddies by the way. So six billion dollars down the drain. And of course, strategic culture, aging Iraq invaders keep accidentally saying Iraq instead of Ukraine. <sighs> Joe Jojo. Yep. The Daily Reckoning Global Elites Fear You. More you know. Less the more they fear, right? And of course, children's health health defense, US 
House floats bill to defund WHO, WEF, and misinformation programs, which I think is a good move. And of course, Supreme Court Justice Roberts says recent opinions contain disturbing feature. So there's going to be, there's going to be differences here. So, um, and Graham Hancock, Mars, a desert planet, Graham Hancock website. Yes. So, well, one of these things I got to say is interesting time to be alive, right? Absolutely. Sometimes it just like scratches my head too. But um, I'm just going to be uh, doing this, mellowed out a little bit. And stay tuned. I'll be right back. All right, I admit I made that error from the beginning when I said July 2nd. Actually, it's July 1st, 2023 on a Saturday. Time flies when you're um, having fun, right? So, once again, I apologize for that, folks. I know I needed a correction on the first segment, but I had to ensure myself. So, I'm going to do back-to-back here. And um, this one here came from the Avalon, Yale Law School, avalon.yale.law.yale.edu. Lee's resolution, resolution introduced in the Continental Congress, by which Henry Lee, Virginia, proposed a Declaration of Independence on June 7, 1776. And it's actually got ratified on July 2nd, okay, so um, of 1776. As it reads here, resolve that these United Colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiance to the British Crown, and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, that it is expedient forthwith to take take the most effectual measures for forming foreign alliances, that a plan of confederation be prepared and transmitted to their respective colonies for their consideration and approbation. Like I said, it was passed on July 2nd, 1776. So, uh, interesting on that. And that's when he did the Declaration of Independence and all that as well. So, um, it was very part of our heritage. Very exciting times, too, right? Absolutely. That's one of the areas we always should always um, look at. And that would be 247 years ago, to be exact. Yeah, 247 years ago. Interesting. So, I want to be hitting here on free speech. And this one came from the New American. Denver website designer wins landmark First Amendment case by Bob Alderman. As it reads here, Supreme Court's ruling yesterday in 303 Creative versus Ellenist continues the dismantling of the wall separation. Atheists have used successfully to remove the Christian faith from the culture. That offends me. Oh, my goodness. Too bad, right? At issue is Laurie Smith's First Amendment guarantee of freedom of speech rendered 
through her talent and ability to creative for creative graphic design. She makes her position on this crystal clear on her website. As a Christian who believes in God gave me the creative gifts that are expressed through this business, I have always strived to honor him and how I operate it. Because of my faith, I'm, I am selective about the messages that I create or promote. While I will serve anyone, I am always careful to avoid communicating ideas or messages or promoting events, products, services, or organizations that are consistent with my religious beliefs. In an interview with Fox News, Lori explained that it wasn't about including or excluding certain individuals in her business. I think it's important for people to understand that I love and welcome the opportunity to work with all people. My case has never been about choosing which client to work with, but about choosing the message that I'm being asked to promote. When far-left liberals seized control of the Colorado legislature and passed the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act, CADA, in 2016, the state's Civil Rights Commission saw Smith's position as a threat to the law's real purpose to remove from the public square any reference to Christ or his teachings. Smith filed a preemptive lawsuit after the law was passed, knowing that she would be a prime target of the commission. She was, lower courts ruled against her, and the Supreme Court accepted the case on appeal. Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorish wrote for the 6-3 majority, the First Amendment prohibits Colorado from forcing a website designer to create expressive designs, speaking messages with which the designer disagrees. He referred to the back, back to the founders of the Republic who deliberated and intentionally put in place restrictions on the government from interfering with an individual right to speak freely. He cited several precedents to back up his point. The framers desired the free speech clause of the First Amendment to protect the freedom to think as you will and to speak as you think. The freedom to speak is among our inalienable rights. The freedom of thought and speech is indispensable to the discovery and spread of public truth. For these reasons, if there is any fixed star in our constitutional constellation, it is the principle that the government may not interfere with an uninhibited marketplace of ideas. Justice Gorge expanded, noting that the civil, Colorado Civil Rights Commission sought to eliminate Smith's Christian beliefs from the marketplace. Ms. Smith seeks to engage in protected First Amendment speech. Colorado seeks to compel speech she does not wish to provide. As the Tenth Circuit observed, if Ms. Smith offers wedding websites celebrating marriages, she endorses the state intends to compel her to create custom websites celebrating other marriages. She does not. Colorado seeks to compel this speech in order to excise certain ideas or viewpoints from the public dialogue. Emphasis added. Exactly. That's why the decision of the High Court in 1977 in Everson versus Board of Education, written by liberal justice Hugo Black, was so destructive, he wrote for the majority of the court at the time, claiming that the founders intended to keep religion out of the marketplace in direct 
contravention of their purpose. In the words of former President Thomas Jefferson in his private letter to the Danbury Baptist in 1802, 13 years after the Constitution was ratified, the clause against establishment of religion by law was intended to erect a, separ- a wall of separation between church and state. The First Amendment was erected as a wall between church and state. That that wall must be kept high and impregnable. Pregnable. Okay, interesting there. The right of the First Amendment intended no such thing. Rather, the founders built the Constitutional Republic, giving the government the limited power to protect its citizens from criminals. Those citizens otherwise ingrained with firm religious conviction of their own, were left to run their lives as they saw fit. In still other words, the citizens were limited from destructive actions and behaviors by their internal convictions of morality infused with and informed by their religious beliefs. The American Republic was designed, as John Adams said, quote, only for moral and religious people, unquote. This was a roadblock against tyranny that the founders relied upon for the success of their grand experiment. It is clear that those foundations must be dismantled and destroyed for tyranny to arise. That such efforts are demonic were clearly demonstrated when protests clashed out the Supreme Court building last December when it appeared that the High Court was going to rule in Smith's favor. On one side, advocates for Smith carried blue and white balloons that read, Create Freely 303 Creative, while those on the other side, members of the American Atheist and the Satanic Temple, with signs reading, Racist, Sexist, Anti-Gay, Christian, Fascist, Go Away. And as a, That's a quote. And quote, The future is Satanic. Unquote. I'm going to stop there for a moment. It's funny because I read this stuff in the Satanic Temple. I knew I was acquainted with the original high priest, and uh, he, that gentleman, was had more of a Levian. He believed supported more of the Levian ideology, and the Satanic Temple contradicts that. So they want to do all the whole peace, love, and hippie, hippie, hippie stuff. Because during that time, um, the Church of Satan, when Peter Gilmore took over, there was a lot of disappointments from their members. And a whole bunch of them withdrew. And, that's, and I, I do remember that because I remember a, a list of people that were members and they and they, and they talked about why they withdrew based on the direction. And so, um, and now with this, Satanic Temple is more like a, like more of like a hippie, uh, uh, hippie movement with pentagrams, you know, upside down pentagrams. So, I don't know. I, I just get, I just get a big kick out of it for time, time and then now, time and then, you know. So just, I know I'm rant, I'm digressing here. Sorry, Smith was personally targeted by them. I have my home, home, home address put on social media. I have many threats, death threats, threats of bodily harm. Security system in my home, my child's school has been on alert. I've lost business. My clients have been harassed on my website. People attempt to hack into it almost regularly by the hour. With the assistance of Alliance Defending Freedom, Smith says that after six long years, the fight has been worth it. Quote, the right to speak freely is guaranteed to all of us. It's been hard at times. While it has come at a cost, it is 
a uh, right worth protecting, unquote. And you can look at all these articles here related to it. So in that angle, I have to agree with, um, with this decision. Free speech is more important than your feelings. Even John Adams, James Madison said, free speech is to protect the minority from the majority. Whether it's popular or not, it is the right decision they've made. And even the group called um, FIRE.org agree. And I'll read their statement here, which will be in the footnotes. Today's decision came out on the 30th. Today's decision in 303 Creative vs. Illness is a resounding victory for freedom of expression and freedom of conscience. The court's opinion reaffirms decades of precedent protecting our First Amendment right to speak and think free of government compulsion. Freedom of conscience is a fundamental individual right. The First Amendment protects our right not to speak. Two, and the government cannot force Americans to voice its preferred message on pain of punishment. Today's decision recognizes that just as the First Amendment protects students in our public schools from discipline for refusing to pledge allegiance to the flag, so too does it protect the right of artists to voice only those messages they wish to express without risking government-imposed fines and redeemable training. That's a quote. And just to let you folks know, uh, Francis Bellamy, who was a Christian socialist, wrote the Pledge of Allegiance in 1895. The whole, and they expanded it until the last one nation under God was um, enacted in uh, 1954, I think it was. I could be mistaken. But um, I'll just keep going here. To cast decision as a loss for LGBTQ rights is a mistake that both mis mis misreads the facts and ignores the vital importance of freedom of conscience for all Americans. As the court makes clear, not, nothing in today's decision allowed businesses like restaurants or movie theaters to refuse to serve customers on the basis of protected class status. While the First Amendment does not protect status-based discrimination unrelated to expression, wrote Justice Gorsuch for the majority, generally it does protect the speaker's right to control her own message. Even we may disapprove of the speaker's motives or the message itself. That's a quote. We are pleased by the court's recognition of the necessity of an even-handed, unfailing, committed a commitment to free expression without regard to speakers' viewpoints. As this Gorsuch wrote, quote, a commitment to speech for, not, for, for only some messages and some person is no commitment at all. Fire could not agree more. So, out of fairness, I have to let you folks know, too. And, it, and there's another thing. I'm not going to talk about this one. But there's there another case on free speech, too, in Colorado with Counterman versus Colorado, which you can um, just look it up in there. So I'm not going to add it to my footnotes, but the, but the statement on creative versus illness, I will. So I wouldn't even sweat it. But let's we'll see what the Colorado Constitution has to say about this. And um, I like to use the state constitution, which those yahoos, in the Rocky Mountain State, loves breaching their oath of office. And you can see it right here on Colorado Constitution, Article Article 2, which is the Bill of Rights, by the way. 
And here's uh, section three, inalienable rights. All persons have certain natural, essential, and inalienable rights, among which may be reckoned the right of enjoying and defending their lives and liberties of acquiring and possessing and protecting property and of seeking and obtaining their safety and happiness. Religious freedom, section four, the exercise of enjoyment of religious professional worship without discrimination shall forever hereby be guaranteed and no person shall be denied any civil or political right, privilege or capacity on account of his opinion concerning religion, but the liberty of conscience hereby secure shall not be construed to dispense with oaths or affirmations, excuse acts of Lessonousness or justified practice inconsistent with the good orders, peace, and safety of the state. No person shall be required to attend or support any ministry or place of worship, religious sect, or denomination against his consent. Nor shall any presence, preference be given by law to any religious denomination or mode of worship. It's interesting because it looks like the state may have contradicted themselves on this matter by violating her religious freedom. Alright, and we can go to six. Equality of justice. Court of justice shall be open to every person and a speedy remedy afforded for any injury to person. Property or character and a right and justice should be administered without sale, denial, or delay. Well, they ejected her, so equality of justice has been decimated which is a president what they've done for everyone else that they um, that think differently. And we can even go on section 10, freedom of speech and press. No law shall be passed impairing the freedom of speech. Every person shall be free to speak, write or publish whatever he will on any subject, being responsible for all abuse of that liberty. And in all suits for prosecu prosecution for libel, the truth thereof may be given in evidence, and the jury, under the direction of the court, shall determine the law and the facts. Well, it looks like they flip-flopped on that too, right? This is interesting too about that law. Ex post facto law, section 11, no ex post facto law, nor impairing the obligation of contracts or retrospective in this operation or making any irrevocable grant or special privileges Franchises or immunity shall be passed by the General Assembly. This is an illegal contract, which they, uh, which they, um, signed, which the governor signed, he passed, so forth. So that law, in general, is void and without force. So it's not just on a federal level, on the First Amendment. The message is sent as well that this, what you. Guys are exercising is an illegal contract. So the people in Colorado need to call these parasites out. Recall them. Give them the big middle finger. Alright? Because they've done that. They're doing this. They believe they're smarter than their oath of office. I say recall their asses. Or whoever's involved. And I digress. We'll hit 28. Section 28 reads here, rights reserved, not, not disparaged. The numeration of this constitution of certain rights should not be construed to deny, impair, or disparage others retained by the people. And of course, equality of the sexes. So it's all, so they, um, 
It's plain and simple. Self-explanatory, folks. What happened in Colorado was wrong. Dead wrong. They want to leave what suits them, not the state as a whole. And this is why you have the right to tell these individuals where to go. If I'm correct, I, I believe um, they have a Patriot Act resolution. Let me just check this out. I want to try to put this on my um, on my um, on my on my on my on my. Um, I'll try to put the footnotes on this one if possible. I'm gonna check this out because I can be I can be wrong on this, but um, I think they do have a Patriot Act resolution in Colorado. I'm looking right now. I just, I'm like a digital pack rat, okay? Yeah, this one a BRDOC, Bill of Rights Defense Committee, which is controversial. I believe they're funded by the Open Source Foundation. However, the information they have here is really good. Yeah, state of Colorado. Interesting. So I'm just going to... Oops. I'm just going to... I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, State Colorado has a, um, it's interesting, Senate Joint Resolution 05044 concerning the state's commitment to uphold constitutional rights in the fight against terrorism. Even though, even though it's about September 11th, but the first clause of whereas states here, the state of Colorado is committed to upholding the fundamental and inalienable rights, including the freedoms of religion speech, assembly, and privacy that are enshrined in the Constitution of the United States and the state of Colorado. Bingo. On his face. What they've done is wrong. So all you beautiful people in the state of Colorado, use this resolution to go after the tyrannical scumbags that are trying to represent you. I'm going to try to add it to my footnotes. They got a fairness to all the beautiful people out there. And um, I know this is a long segment. I'll be right back for my final one. So stay tuned. All right, going to do one more here. And um, I was trying to find the actual site on that uh, Colorado Senate Joint Resolution 05-0444 on the Patriot Act Resolution, which was passed on May 9th, 2005. I think I'm going to try to get that link on where I got it from the past. I'm probably add this to my footnotes. If not, you can just try to find it and send it to me if possible. Well, I'll see what I can do on that. So this one here just came out yesterday from the Brownstone Institute, June 30th to be exact. It says here, CISA was behind the attempt to control your thoughts, speech, and life. This is what the Brown, Brownsville Institute has to say. Keeping up with the corruption of the COVID regime feels like drinking from a fire hose. The volume of the fraud, the, p- the pace of new discoveries, and the breadth, breadth of the operations are overwhelming. This makes it imperative for groups like Brownstone Institute to digest the onslaught of information and communicate salient themes and dispositive facts, particularly given the dereliction of the mainstream media. 
On Monday, House Judiciary Committee revealed a report on how the cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency CISA colluded with big tech and disinformation partners to censor Americans, adding to the informational fire hose we work to imbibe and bibby. The 36-page report raises three familiar issues. First, government actors worked with third parties to overturn the First Amendment. Second, censored prioritized political narratives over truthfulness. And third, an unaccountable bureaucracy hijack American society. Ain't that great? Absolutely. I just find this very intriguing here, you know? Wow. So I'll continue on. One, CISA's collusion to overturn the First Amendment. The House reports reveals that CISA, a branch of the Department of Homeland Security, worked with social media platforms to censor posts it considered dismiss or mal-information. Brian Schooley, the head of CISA's censorship team, conceded that this process, known as switchboarding, would trigger content moderation. This is a fun at the nonprofit EI hyphen ISAC in 2022 bolster censorship operations. EI hyphen ISAC, you can say that, work to report and track misinformation across all channels and platforms in launching nonprofit. The government voiced it that it leveraged DHS CISA's relationship with. Social media organizations to ensure priority treatment of misinformation reports. That's a quote, by the way. Uh, sorry about that. But if you, if I ignore the quotes, you know, just don't sweat it. You can figure it out. The switchboard programs directly contradict sworn testimony from Assistant Director Jen Easterly. We don't censor anything. We don't flag anything to social media organizations at all. Easterly told Congress in March. We don't do any censorship. Her statement was more than a lie. It omitted the institutionalization institutionalization of the practice she denied. The agency's initiative relied on a a collusive apparatus of private-public partnerships designed to suppress unapproved information. That, this should sound familiar. Alex Brennison gained access to thousands of Twitter communications that uncovered concrete evidence that government actors, including the White House Code Advisor Andy Slavitt, worked to censor him for criticizing Biden's COVID policies. Whilst Director of Digital Strategy Rob Flattery privately lobbied social media groups to remove a video from Tucker Carlson reporting the link between Johnson Johnson vaccine and blood clots. Facebook worked with the CDC to censor posts related to the COVID lab leak hypothesis. Company employees later met with the Department of Health and Human Services to deplatform the disinformation dozen, a group including Robert F. Kennedy Jr., these were not cherry-picked examples. They were part of an institutional collusion to strip Americans of their First Amendment rights. Journalist Michael Schellenberger and Matt Taibbi exposed the censorship 
industrial complex, a collection of the world's most powerful government agencies, NGOs, and private corporations that worked together to silent dissent. The Supreme Court has held that it is axiomatic that the government cannot induce, encourage, or promote private persons to accomplish what is constitutionally forbidden to accomplish. Yet, CISA has joined the disturbing tendency of public-private partnerships designed to impede Americans' rights to information and freedom of speech. Ain't that new? No. Representation of government, of politics, right? <laughs> yeah, Ron Paul did a, did a uh, commentary on that. It's American tradition. So, I'll continue on here. Two political operatives. Second, these programs were not idealistic attempts to promote the truth. They were calculated programs designed to quash inconvenient but truthful narratives. The report outlines how CISA censored malinformation, truthful information that, according to the government, may carry the potential to mislead. Journalist Lee Fang later wrote that the malinformation campaign highlights not only the broad authority that the federal government has to shape the political content available to the public, but also the toolkit that it relies upon to limit scrutiny in the regulation of speech. In this system, uncensored information has a tactic government approval amounting to a system of widespread propaganda. A state and local election officials use the CISA-funded AI-ISAC in an effort to silence criticism and political dissent. The report notes, for example, in August 2020, a Loudoun County, Virginia government official reported a tweet featuring an unedited video of a county official because it was posted as part of a larger campaign to discredit the word of that official. Loudoun County officials remarked that the account she flagged is connected to parents against critical race theory reveals that her misinformation report was nothing more than a political motivated censorship attempt. The official supporting the operation remained unrepentant in their aim to advance political agendas. Dr. Kate Starbury, a member of CISA's Misinformation and Disinformation Subcommittee, Laminate that many Americans seem to accept malinformation as speech and within democratic norms. Of course, the program explicitly violates the Constitution. The First Amendment does not discriminate based on the veracity of a statement. Some false statements are inviolable. If there is no longer to be an open and vigorous expression of views in public and private conversation, the Supreme Court's controlling opinion in held in the United States v. Alvarez, but CISA, led by zealots like Dr. Starbird, appointed themselves to arbiters of truth and worked with the most powerful information companies in the world to purge dissent. This was part of a larger political program, political campaign. Hunter Biden's laptop, natural immunity, the lab break, lab leak theory, and side effects of the vaccine were all censored at the government behest. The truth of the reports were not at issue. Instead, they presented involvement narratives for Washington's political class. 
who then use the Aurelian label malinformation to lend cover of eviscerating the First Amendment. See? All hail to the Aurelian ideology. Shit, shit, hooray! Shit, shit, hooray! Right? Or chip, chip, hooray, like cow chip. <laughs> Number three, the terror of the administrative state. Third, the report exposes the increasing power of the administrative state. Federal bureaucrats rely on anonymity and uncountability. Private industry employees could never oversee a disaster like the COVID response and maintain their jobs. It'd be like if BP's head of safety for the Gulf of Mexico received a promotion after the oil spill. But unelected officials like CISA, officials, enjoy ever-increasing power over Americans, lives without having an, having to answer for their calamities. Suzanne Spalding, a member of the Misinformation Disinformation Subcommittee, warned that it was only a matter of time before someone realizes we exist and starts asking about our work. Spalding's comment reflects the power of that CISA wields and the benefit that derives from its lack of public exposure. Most Americans have never heard of CISA despite its overwhelming influence over lockdowns. In March 2020, CISA divided the American workforce into categories of essential and non-essential. Within hours, California became the first state to issue a stay-at-home edict. This began a previously unimaginable assault on American civil liberties. The report indicates that CISA was a central actor in censoring criticism of the COVID regime in ensuing months and years. The agency is is representative of the cabal of censorial and unaccountable officials engaged in public-private partnerships designed to keep us in the dark. And there is a 37-page PDF format on this. The weaponization of CISA, how a cybersecurity agency colluded with big tech and disinformation partners to censor Americans. It's under the committee interim staff report of the committee on the judiciary and the select subcommittee and the representation of the federal government, U.S. House of Representatives, come June 26, 2023. I'm not going to go too crazy on this. But I will um, read you the executive summary out of fairness. Hold on. I'm going to read this right now. Check this out. Okay, I got it, I think. Yeah, it reads right here. Executive summary. Come on, baby. Get in there. Work with me. Yeah, here we go. All right, I'm going to read this right now. Come on, stop. (laughs) One could, there's a quote here. One could argue we're in, in the business of critical infrastructure, and the most critical infrastructure is our cognitive infrastructure. So building that resilience to misinformation, disinformation, I think is incredibly important. Assistant Director Jen is Easterly, November 10th, 2021. The First Amendment recognized that no person or entity has a monopoly on the truth 
and that the truth of today can quickly become the misinformation of tomorrow. Labeling speech misinformation or disinformation does not strip it of its First Amendment protection. As such, under the Constitution, the federal government is secretly prohibited from censoring Americans' political speech. The government also may not use third parties to bypass the First Amendment and conduct censorship by proxy. The Committee on the Judiciary and Select Subcommittee of the Weaponization of the Federal Government have been conducting an investigation into government-induced censorship on social media. Although the investigation is ongoing, information obtained to date has revealed that the Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, an upstart agency within the Department of Homeland Security, has facilitated the censorship of Americans directly and through third-party inter. Mediaries. Founded in 2018, CISA was originally intended to be an ancillary agency designed to protect critical infrastructure and guard against cybersecurity threats. In the years since its creation, however, CISA metatized into the nerve of the center of the federal government's domestic surveillance and censorship operations on social media. By 2020, CISA routinely reported social media posts that allegedly spread disinformation to social media platforms. By 2021, CISA has had a formal mis, dis, and malinformation MDM team in 2022 and 2023 in response for the growing public and private criticism of CISA's unconstitutional behavior. CISA intended to camouflage its activities dupliciously, excuse me, claiming that it serves purely informational role. The interim staff report details, among other things, that CISA is working with federal partners to mature a whole-of-government approach to curbing alleged misinformation and disinformation. CISA considered the creation of an anti-misinformation rapid response team capable of physically deploying across the United States. CISA moved its censorship operation to CISA-funded nonprofit after CISA and the Biden administration were sued by sued in federal court implicitly, admitting that its censorship activities are unconstitutional. Members of CISA advisories, advisory committee agonize that it was only a matter of time before someone realizes we exist and starts asking about our work. The committee and subcommittee are responsible for investigating violations of the civil liberties of the citizens of the United States. In accordance with this mandate, this interim staff report on CISA's violation of the First Amendment and other unconstitutional activities fulfill the obligation to identify and report the representation of the federal government against American citizens. The work, however, is not done. CISA still has not adequately complied with the subpoena for relevant documents and much more fact-finding is necessary. In order to better the inform committee's legislative efforts, the committee and selective subcommittee will continue to investigate CISA's and other executive branch agencies' entanglement with social media platforms. So, what they're saying on that summary. 
They're nothing more than peeping toms. Pretty disgusting, right? I say so. During the time when Homeland Security first got enacted, Tom Ridge, which I still call him a lapdog, I was totally against it. Because I see this thing coming. In the name of the war on terror, which is a conflict with this people. Been saying it for 21 years, to be exact. It's not tooting my horn or being arrogant. It's just all in love and in good faith. I like to see the House of Representatives strip the purse. The fund, defunding CISA. I support intelligence, but not when it comes to making us as terrorists in their eyes. Domestic terrorism, extremism, and all that. They're doing it to the MAGA folks, whether you like them or not. It's dangerous, my friends. If we don't protect their liberties, ours can be next. Let that sink in. That's why the Bill of Rights means government keep out. No compromises or exceptions. That's my intake on this. I'd love to hear from you. That would be it. I'd like everyone, thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If any questions, comments, and send something that's interesting or going to check out. Whatever you do, please send your correspondences with decorum. Do you want me to check out? I'm just like a little tongue-tied here, getting ready to fall asleep on you guys. I apologize for that. <laughs> well, you do that, and um, if you want to contact me, go to lookyluckenumbers03 at protonmail.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.at forward slash lookyluckenumber3. You can support the New American Brownstone Institute. I'd be cool. And I don't hear from you. Hopefully everyone in the United States have a happy Independence Day. Don't use 4th of July. That's a bogus marketing tool. It is a historical day. And who cares what the Marxists, the commies, the tyrants have to say. If you don't like it and you, and you complain or want to take action, you pack your crap and leave. Because action speaks louder than words. Doing my part, you should do yours. I'm not saying it's going to be magic land theory. Boom, right? <laughs> hey, look what the permits carry has, is, um, being, has been in, enacted now in Florida. It's not constitutional care, but it's one step closer to it. Well, that's all my intake on this. But everyone out there be safe, okay? Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Till next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you.